Hello and welcome to PwC Canada's newest podcast, Finance in 15, a series that explores finance transformation and what it means for leaders in the finance function. My name is Adam Boutros and I'm your host. We're coming to you today with a bonus episode and sharing insights from the Canadian federal election results. With a Liberal Party winning a minority government, we're going to talk about the implications for Canadian business and Canada's CFOs. Joining me today is Dean Landry, PwC Canada's national tax leader. Welcome, Dean. We're happy to have you join the podcast. Thanks, Adam. Okay, well, let's get started then by exploring what you see as the key takeaways for business executives, including finance leaders from the election. There's a number of things that I think come out of this election that maybe I'd highlight for for executives are there's an element of uncertainty still with a, with a minority government. So, you know, we know a little bit about the liberal platform, but what about the other parties that are are going to maybe have to prop them up, you know, during the during the budget? And some of those uh, platform items, we'll get a chance to explore that a little, you know, create a little uncertainty, I think, for business. I think the other message is that with debt levels high and basically, you know, spending a lot to support the economy, which was absolutely necessary, you know, any tax planning or any tax positions that you take, you need to have substance. And that's that's a consistent theme. It's broader than just the election, but this is the time to think about incentives for business. And then final item is you really need to be proactive in your tax, both compliance and planning. What I mean by that is, you know, with a higher uh, scrutiny over enforcement, you know, stated that that's in the platforms for, I think, all the parties, but certainly for the liberals, you really need to be proactive around how you how you handle that. And again, we'll get a chance to explore that maybe as we go through the rest of the session. But that's my highlighted key takeaways for tax functions and for business executives. Yeah, that's a good breakdown. I like how you framed it into the into the four areas. And, you know, I think some people's initial reaction is, well, we're status quo. It's it's a liberal minority. We're just kind of moving along. But I think the mandates and platforms that each of the parties ran on is going to bring some changes for business, for tax planning, et cetera. So in your view, what are some of the the key things that need to happen in order for finance teams to to be ready for what's coming? I really like this concept of being proactive, you know, in terms of your tax planning. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, with tax authorities having more money to spend, especially on enforcement, you know, and, and this, a little bit of suspicion about, you know, a way to raise money is actually going and tackle corporate Canada because surely they must be, you know, avoiding tax or evading tax. We better, you know, scratch, scratch down and do that. And my experience by and large, you know, corporate Canada, there's an extremely low population where there's kind of tax avoidance or tax evasion going on. So I think the issue you have is that it, it, it increases the cost of compliance. So the way to cope with that is really to build trust with the tax authority. And that's something that we believe in very strongly at PwC. And, and you know, how do you do that? It's it's open communication, it's transparency, it's, you know, really trying to get certainty over your tax positions. So I think that's like the number one headline event that I would say is that, and I think it it resonates with me, you know, in the overall perspective. And that is, you know, now that the politics, let's say over, or at least there's a bit of a pause, I think we as a society need to come together, we need to collaborate, and we need to build trust. And that includes with the tax authority and the public, the media, Corporate Canada, like all the stakeholders need to come together now. And I think that principle of, you know, those who have no more need to do more is something that we, most of us can get behind. You know, the way to make sure that everybody's treated fairly is to be really proactive, I, I guess, in terms of your, 
you know, your, your relationship with the tax authority. And I really like how you picked up on that trust theme. I know in the, the CFO conversations that I have, there is a more than ever a link between trust and the trust that corporations can build and shareholder value, enterprise value. It's, it's absolutely there. You know, may, maybe now we'll get into given who won the election, what are some of the key policy proposals in the election platform that businesses need to pay attention to? Yeah. And, and this is where, you know, maybe in my, in my preamble, I talked about, you know, this issue of uncertainty and I think, you know, inherent with a minority government comes uncertainty. So if you just think about, okay, well, we just went through an election. The liberals will not be interested in going through another election because they may pay the price the next time if an election is called. So that actually gives you know, the other parties a fair bit of power. Uh, and the conservatives, I don't think, are likely to work with the liberals. So that leaves you know some of the other parties, most notably the NDP. So you know, there's a couple of platform items, both in the liberal and in the NDP platform, that create some uncertainty, actually, that I think create both issues and opportunities for, for corporate Canada. And I think the main one is in, in the NDP platform is a raising of corporate tax rates. The raising of corporate tax rates around 3% federally would actually create an uncompetitive, in my view, environment relative to other jurisdictions. And there's quite a bit of economic data that says that, you know, if your tax rate is higher or uncompetitive relative to especially your neighbors, but but uh, with other, uh, other jurisdictions, then, you know, economic activity moves to those other jurisdictions. There's a close correlation to the movement of those economic flow. That creates uncertainty when you're trying to do tax planning. Where do you set up your business? And I talked about substance. What substance means is that economic substance of your business is typically where you set up your operation and your tax planning. Then, therefore, because substance is so important, you're uncertain about tax rates. Are you inclined to move to a lower tax jurisdiction and move that operation somewhere else? So that has a real cost to Canada, and I think it has a real impact on on our economy. So I I think that's something that we need to be cognizant of. And, you know, as you're making those investment decisions, you need to think about tax rate. I think it's an an important element. I mean, some of the other items that, you know, you see in the platforms like, you know, a one-time tax or, you know, there's been some talk about wealth taxes. There's even, you know, some speculation around capital gains rates, those sorts of things. I think all of that does continue to add to uncertainty. Overall, having a minority government does create that uncertainty, which again, makes it even more important to be proactive in your tax planning. Yeah, that's great, Dean. And, you know, I'd like to go a little further on that one too. You see a lot of tax teams from top companies across Canada. What does good look like in terms of preparing for that ambiguity? And, you know, maybe we get into tactics in terms of investment decisions, projects, like how, how, how are the, the top companies handling this? Most of the time, the way to be successful in that is to make sure your tax team and your tax advisors are brought into the tent, you know, at the, you know, ideation stage of an investment, not on the back end. There are a lot of different you know, pressure is coming down. And a lot of it I would summarize with, you know, making sure that you have substance around the transaction. But your tax team can really, and your tax advisors can really help maximize the value or the return on whatever investment you're planning to, to generate. But it's much better if you can do it in advance. If you try to do it after the fact, it always costs us money when the tax team was brought in you know, after a transaction either had already started or agreements had been drafted. So I think that's like the fundamental, you know, sort of baseline expectation that you should have. 
And then beyond that, I think more and more speed of compliance and speed of, you know, your tax function is relevant. And that means technology. You know, the other item that I would say, you know, good looks like is, you know, we're in a huge war for talent right now. And, you know, we're hearing this item of uh, the great resignation in Canada and around the world, partially caused by the pandemic. So I think what, you know, people are really focusing on now is how do we, you know, have a great people experience for all of our finance teams. But, you know, in this case, we're talking about our tax team. So you really need to spend a lot of time on, you know, that people experience and, you know, the ways of working. How do you devise that? So those issues around ways of working and uh, how do you, you know, structure your organization from a people perspective, I mean, those issues are very real, especially in, in tax right now. So, you know, if you can get those three things right, I think that's what great looks like, actually. So, you know, summary, it's people, it's technology, and it's being proactive with your tax function. Yeah, I'm glad you raised all those points, Dean, because to really get proactive and think through these decisions, you need the right people, the right talent up front. There's a cost to that and it takes time. And so ways to make that up include streamlining the rest of, of finance and, you know, get, get the information that you're really after, free up people to, to get after the analysis that it is going to really allow the organization to make richer decisions, better information. That is absolutely where it's at and technology and transforming these functions that it's the, absolutely the key to get there. So on point. You know, you mentioned something, you tweaked something on me that I think it's really interesting to explore. So, you know, anybody that's been in tax for a long time realizes that tax is, is really part of finance and talk about data a lot in tax, but the information that we need to do our tax compliance, to do our tax planning is extremely important. That uh, connection with the finance function is so important. And I think, you know, sometimes we miss that a little bit, you know, tax can be a little siloed that need for real-time data. And also, frankly, you know, the way the data is actually organized is very different for tax than it might be for other purposes, uh, you know, in the finance uh, team. So I think that's the other thing that we're seeing now is that, you know, that access to data by, by really collaborating with finance has improved a lot and it's made the job of the tax function, you know, faster, easier, and better results actually. Okay. Uh, and maybe a bit of a different direction. There's certainly been a lot of move movement from a global perspective around tax and we're, you know, we're, we're hearing about the uh, cooperation amongst different regimes globally to get to fair share of tax, minimum tax, et cetera. Any take on that? Does this election mean anything for it? What's the latest there, Dean? But I think the trend that I talked about earlier that's still relevant, this issue of substance. So gone are the days where you could put a, you know, a shell holding company in, in a jurisdiction and flow profit through and have a, you know, a, a really low tax rate. What does that mean from an organization? Like this whole concept of where does your supply chain need to flow? Where is the substance, the economic substance of your transaction? You get into a lot of what we call transfer pricing issues as it relates to that. So big picture, you know, when you're looking at your global footprint and, you know, you're trying to think about, you know, how do you organize yourself, you know, tax, as I mentioned earlier, really needs to be at the forefront of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this is probably one of those areas where, in fact, the uh, status quo in terms of power uh, with the government certainly was headed in that, in that direction and big proponents of, of participating in the global tax change. So that is not going anywhere. So this has been very insightful, Dean. Any any final thoughts or insights as we as we sum up here? 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, Adam, big picture, I, I'd like to go back to something that I mentioned earlier. At PwC, and, and I personally believe that building trust is the answer. For us to move out of this pandemic, you know, how do we build trust with the tax authority, with the government? And I think the government also has an obligation to build trust with corporate Canada. You know, as I said, by and large, corporate Canada is there and willing to, to support the government in, uh, in moving past this pandemic. But it's more difficult when it's an adversarial relationship. I think there's, the time has come now that the election is over for us to really come together, tackle the economic and uh, fiscal issues that we have coming, and do it from a place of collaboration, not from a place of, uh, of blame. That would be my recommendation. I really think this conversation is going to be valuable for for our audience, for CFOs, for finance teams, for for tax professionals out there. And uh, I couldn't agree more. The, the, the trust agenda, the transparency agenda, the role of finance to really lead the organization through that. And especially when it comes to uh, things like compliance, like reporting, you know, it's really the, the, the voice of how uh, organizations are communicating to investors. So for more details and tax insights referenced throughout the podcast, would encourage everybody to visit our PwC website. It has all the latest in terms of um, deeper implications of what the budget means. I'd like to thank the audience for listening to the podcast and sharing your feedback. You can stay tuned for season two coming later this fall, where we'll feature key insights from our Canadian CFO survey on topics such as ESG, cyber, and talent. These are really the key themes that are on the minds of, of organizations across Canada. And you can actually grab a sneak peek at our CFO survey on our Future of Finance web pages. Lastly, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast series. So be sure to subscribe, share, and leave us a rating or review. I'm Adam Boutros, thanking Dean Landry, our tax leader, and this is Finance in 15.